Stop saying brand names in your podcast. Do these five things instead. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. We use many services in the process of podcasting and engaging our audiences, like Patreon, Buy Me a Coffee, SpeakPipe, and more. But saying these brand names in your podcast can overwhelm or confuse your audience and, even worse, break their ability to properly engage with your podcast. The most important places to consider are your calls to action. For example, and the following URLs are not real, I could say, become a Patreon at patreon.com slash the audacity to podcast. Or if you like what I do, please support me through buymeacoffee.com slash the audacity to podcast. Or send me a voice message through speakpipe.com slash the audacity to podcast. And I even suggest this thinking about the links I give you when you join my podcast reviews. So I could say, if you love the podcast, please give it a five-star rating and review through lovethepodcast.com slash audacity. Notice that each of these calls to action is using another brand name and actually in addition to my own brand name. So what should you do instead and why does it even matter? Keep listening. If you want to follow along with the episode notes, there are tap or swipe away inside of your app or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash brand names. That's also where you can go to share this episode with any podcasters you think would need this. So what should you do instead of saying brand names in your podcast? Number one, make a generic URL with your domain. Instead of pointing your audience to a potentially long URL with the branding of the service you use, like buymeacoffee.com slash the audacity podcast, which is actually too long for buy me a coffee to allow, at least at this time. Instead, you could make a generic URL on your own domain. This could be a slash feedback or slash contact URL for your feedback method and a slash support or slash give back URL for how your audience can donate to your podcast or get more creative with something meaningful and memorable to your audience. For example, in my former TV after show podcast, we called our supporters heroes. So I sent them to oncepodcast.com slash hero. We even had some fun with villains as a title. So I made oncepodcast.com slash villain take them to the same page. These generic URLs that use your domain will be more memorable because they're logically tied to the action you want your audience to take. Your audience doesn't need to know that you're using SpeakPipe. They only need to know how to send you feedback. They don't need to know that you use Patreon. They only need to know where to financially support you. The genericness of the URL gives you a lot of versatility and it allows for future change, which I'll talk more about as this episode progresses. Now, should this URL be a page or redirect? There are two ways to make this URL. You could make either a page on your website where when someone visits that URL, they're landing on your website. They're still on your website with all your branding, your menu, all of that stuff there and whatever you put on that page. Or you could make a redirect that takes them somewhere else, like theaudacitypodcast.com slash love redirects you to lovethepodcast.com slash audacity. Here's the way to decide whether it should be a page or a redirect. Use a page if there are multiple options for the action. For example, your feedback page offers ways for your audience to send written messages, record audio messages, tweet with a particular mention or hashtag or call a voicemail line. 
With some special tools, multiple options can even be hidden or displayed depending on the device your audience uses, like Android or iOS on iPhones, or even their geographic region. For example, the lovethepodcast.com and followthepodcast.com features you get with my podcast reviews will hide and show certain apps on Android differently from iOS and differently from on Windows and from on Mac. So that's when you should use a page when there are multiple options for that particular action. I'm not talking about multiple options like multiple donation levels, but multiple options like you could support us through Patreon or send a one-time donation through PayPal or stuff like that. Multiple options like that are best on a page on your website. Use a redirect when you have only one option for your call to action. For example, if you use only Patreon for raising financial support. And I highly recommend that any redirect you might ever change, especially one that points anywhere other than on your own website, I highly recommend that redirect should be a 307 temporary redirect instead of a 301 permanent redirect. The 307 temporary redirect will ensure that your visitors will always be redirected to the current destination. Otherwise, a 301 permanent redirect could be cached by the browser and take your audience to an outdated destination. I have a lot more information about redirects and how to use which ones in different cases in a past episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I have a link to that in the episode notes for this episode, tap or swipe away or at theaudacitypodcast.com slash brand names. So use a page if there are multiple options and use a redirect when there's only the one option. Many podcast hosting providers such as Captivate and website makers such as PodPage now offer custom redirects with their own publishing tools. So you don't have to be on WordPress to make your own slash something redirect. But if you are on WordPress, then Pretty Links Pro is my favorite plugin for making redirects. And there's even a free version of Pretty Links if you want, but I really like the features that you get when you upgrade to the Pro version, so that's why I recommend Pretty Links Pro. And that is an affiliate link if you visit it through my site. And I do earn a commission if you purchase through my link. But as you probably know, I've been recommending Pretty Links for years and using it for years. There's even my testimonial on the website So I recommend things I truly believe in, regardless of earnings. This is number one, make a generic URL with your domain. Number two, simplify your calls to action. If you use a brand name in your call to action URL, either their domain like lovethepodcast.com or as a URL on your domain like myawesomepodcast.com slash Patreon, if you do that, you'll be unnecessarily complicating the call to action for your audience they'll have to remember two things, the other brand and the rest of your URL. And that brand name might not be easy to understand. For example, people often hear Patreon as patron. They think you might be just mispronouncing the word patron when you say Patreon, or you have to spell ambiguous or confusing brand names. But a generic URL simplifies that. With the audacity to podcast.com slash love, for example, You probably hear the domain part, theaudacitytopodcast.com, so often because this is the Audacity to Podcast and the domain simply has .com added to it, so you probably hear that so often you don't have to try remembering it. All you really need to remember is what comes after the slash. 
In this case, that's a single four-letter word, love. And by the way, that is my real page. The audacitypodcast.com slash love redirects to the page created with my podcast reviews where you can rate and review the Audacity to Podcast. So number two, simplify your calls to action. Number three, reinforce your brand. Using URLs from your own domain reduces the number of brand names your audience will hear in your podcast, thus making your own brand much stronger. Imagine if a single episode gave five calls to action, and I hear a lot of podcasts with this many calls to action and these exact calls to action. Rate and review the show, donate to the show, send feedback, follow the podcast, and share the episode. Those calls to action could introduce five separate brands, or even more if you use multiple brands for the same things, like send us a voice message with SpeakPipe or call our Google Voice number or support us on Patreon or buy me a coffee or that kind of thing. You're giving so many brands. But when you use only your own domain for calls to action, your audience will hear only a single brand, yours. And that makes it so much stronger for your audience, so much more memorable. It's reinforcing and building your brand instead of someone else's. Just make sure you don't confuse your audience with things like send a voice message with SpeakPipe through the audacitypodcast.com slash feedback or the audacitypodcast.com slash SpeakPipe. That's just mixing the brands. You don't need to do that. You could just say, send a voice message through the audacitytopodcast.com slash feedback. Make it one brand, yours. Number four, defer the details. Some calls to action might be more complicated, like multiple steps to give a rating and review. And some calls to action might have conditions, like doing one thing on iOS, but something else on Android, and something else on macOS, and something else on Windows, and something else on Linux. Giving all those steps and conditions in your calls to action could overwhelm your audience and reduce the chances they'll actually do anything at all. Instead, put those details in what your audience sees when they follow your call to action. For example, your feedback page can remind them to keep their feedback short as well as offer multiple ways of sending feedback, plus things like saying you are giving your consent or are using your feedback or stuff like that. All of that can be on that feedback page instead of in your podcast. So this saves you from having to say it in your podcast, taking all the extra time and complicating your call to action or overwhelming your audience or making them forget what they're actually supposed to do. Plus, it allows you to adjust the instructions if you ever need to, or consider possible conditions. For example, the audacitytopodcast.com slash love will show you an Apple podcast link for you to rate and review the Audacity to Podcast if you're on iOS or a recent version of macOS. If you're on Windows, any version of Windows at this time, or an old version of macOS or OS X, that same link will be labeled iTunes, because it's still iTunes on those places. I think at some point, at least Windows will catch up and call it Apple Podcasts, but it's still iTunes on Windows. And the older versions of macOS and OS X, they're just so far gone that Apple's not changing anything there. And if you're on Android, the Apple link won't show at all because Apple Podcasts isn't available on Android, at least not yet. I keep thinking it will come out maybe next year, but we'll see. So if you visit that link on an Android device, Android-friendly options will display more prominently. This saves me from having to say it in my podcast, like, 
please give me a rating and review in Apple Podcasts if you're listening on iPhone or Podcast Addict if you're listening on Android or Podchaser if you're not using those apps or and so on and so on and so on and so on. I can just give a single call to action. Please give me a rating and review at theaudacitypodcast.com slash love. That page then can have the right conditions, any instructions, anything like that. I'm deferring the details to that page instead of giving all those details in my call to action. That's number four. And number five, future-proof your calls to action. You might use Patreon to accept donations from your audience now, but will you always use Patreon? You might someday switch to Buy Me a Coffee or Glow.fm or or you might even put together your own membership on your own website. Or maybe you do things completely the opposite direction there. Sending your audience to a generic URL with your own domain ensures that the call to action will always work. You could change the services you use anytime without having to change your call to action. Plus, this keeps all your past calls to action still valid. But if you had, for example, told your audience to support you through Patreon, and then you switch to Glow.fm or something else, all those past calls to action in all of those past episodes that might still be listened to by new followers for your podcast and bring people to your website through search and mentions and links and all of that stuff, all those past calls to action would be invalidated and possibly point your audience to a broken destination. Or even worse, someone else could snag up that destination and get the money your audience thinks they're giving to you. That could happen because someone is a troll or someone just has an idea for the same name as what you used. So future-proof your calls to action. These five things to do instead of saying brand names in your podcast are number one, make a generic URL with your domain. Number two, simplify your calls to action. Number three, reinforce your brand. Number four, defer the details. And number five, future-proof your calls to action. Now, before you get overwhelmed and think, oh, this is so much work, this is going to be so hard, it's going to take so long to do all of this, changing is probably easy. You can probably make these changes immediately within your podcast, either create the appropriate pages for your calls to action on your own website, or create simple 307 temporary redirects and use these new URLs from now on instead of mentioning the other brand names. Make this change right away. Your website, whether you use a builder or you have your website powered by WordPress, most likely has a way for you to make custom pages with custom URLs. So your title of the page might be send feedback to the podcast, but you might be able to have the URL be simply slash feedback. And in the case like this, where it's a page that's being referenced, that's not communicating content, but it's more of a resource page or a tool page, it's okay if the URL is short and simple. It doesn't need to be SEO friendly because it's not like people are going to be searching the internet for how to contact your podcast, they'll get it from your podcast. So it's okay if it's just simply slash feedback. Don't worry about the SEO of your URL here. And depending on how you're making your website, you probably even already have the ability to make your own 307 temporary redirects. Whether you make your website with a builder, you use your podcast hosting providers tools or something like that. But if you need a plugin for WordPress, then get Pretty Links or Pretty Links Pro. Again, I do earn a commission if you purchase Pretty Links Pro through my link, 
but I recommend things I truly believe in. And Pretty Links Pro is, I think, my all-time favorite WordPress plugin. It's pretty much the first plugin I install on nearly every website I create. So try these things and see how your calls to action improve, probably even leading to better results. You can review this information with a tap or swipe inside of your app to get the episode notes or go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash brand names. I've mentioned my podcast reviews several times in this episode. That's how you can get your own lovethepodcast.com and followthepodcast.com pages to help you get more ratings, reviews, and followers for your podcast, either using those memorable domains, that's why I created them like that, is so that it would be very easy for you to use, or making your own redirects like a slash love or a slash follow redirect on your domain, and those could then point to those pages that my podcast reviews makes for your podcast. Plus, my podcast reviews automatically checks nearly 200 places for your podcast ratings and reviews, saving you about 1,400 clicks every day, and it sends your new reviews to you so you can better know, engage, and grow your audience. I'd love for you to check out mypodcastreviews.com. There's a free trial over there if you've never tried it before. So check it out at mypodcastreviews.com, and it's a great way to support what I do too. That's the primary aspect of my business right now is mypodcastreviews.com. I've got some really exciting updates coming in the future. Oh, I really wish I could tell you about them, but I'm keeping something secret. So check it out at mypodcastreviews.com. Try the free trial, add your podcast. You can even track your competitors' podcasts if you wanted to. That's at mypodcastreviews.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go start and grow your own podcast for passion and profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the AudacityToPodcast.com and the Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.